Welcome into another adaptation of the Heat Report. I am Nick Roloff, and on today's show, we are talking about stock up, stock down so far for the Heat in the preseason. They are three games through with two more to go before they lace them up for real on October 25th against the Detroit Pistons, and we're breaking down everything on the Heat's preseason. Who's doing well? Who's doing bad? And this is why you subscribe to the channel, because no one's covering the Heat like us in the preseason. I tell you what, we're going live for the final two watch parties on Wednesday against the Nets, and then on Friday as well. So make sure you subscribe, turn on those notifications. You aren't going to want to miss a thing here at the Heat Report because we have so much fun on our watch parties. So join us if you haven't already. You're not going to regret it. All right, let's jump into today's show. And we start with a stock up because Tyler Hero is unbelievable. His stock is going through the roof. You're not going to find a stock on the Heat any higher than Hero's right now. He has been so damn good through three or three preseason games. He's only played in two, but you can just tell that he is so comfortable in his role right now. He has worked tirelessly this offseason on improving his craft, being a more consistent scorer for the Miami Heat because he heard the outside noise, right? Like everybody this year in this offseason was talking about Damian Lillard coming to the Miami Heat and how the Heat needed to get a third star behind Jimmy and Bam. Well, Hero thinks that he can be that third guy. And he's shown it so far in the first two preseason games he's played in. He played in the preseason debut for Miami against the Charlotte Hornets, and then he played last night against the Memphis Grizzlies. He did not play against the Spurs, but both home games in the preseason for the Heat, he has shown out for the Heat fans at the Kasaya Center. 22 points on 9-22 shooting in game one. He got off to a hot start and then struggled a little bit in that second quarter and early in that second half. But I tell you what, Tyler Hero last night against the Memphis Grizzlies was given Memphis buckets all game long. Played in 31 minutes, basically the first three quarters. So he played early and often, didn't really play in that fourth quarter, and was getting to his spots. His feel for his game right now is the best it's ever been, in my opinion. He has been looking like a different player out here. He is getting to the mid-range, getting to the floater. Even his handles look a lot more crisp. There, it looks like there's more attention to detail in Tyler's hero, Tyler Hero's game. And when you think about what he's doing on a basketball court, everything he's doing has something pre-planned by him. Every hezzy, every crossover, every between the legs has a meaning, has a purpose. And Hero looks like a different player. And I tweeted it out yesterday. So if you haven't already, give me a follow. But I said Tyler Hero looks different. Comfortable in his game and has taken more of a leadership position on the team. I see him directing traffic out there for the Heat. Teaching some of these younger guys. Hero's in his fifth season now. He's not a young guy anymore. He is someone that has to be a leader on this Heat team, and I think that he is starting to take that position. I expect Tyler Hero to take a massive leap in his fifth season. I think he could get to 25 points a game, to be honest. And that is probably my hot take for this upcoming year. I think he'd get to 25 points per game. That's why I want to queue up this question for you guys. More or less? And we are sponsored by Price Picks. We'll tell you more about them in a second. And they, like, they like to play more and less. But I'll ask you guys this. More or less than 24.5 points per game for Tyler Hero this season. Type M for more. Type L for less. I honestly am going my mores. I think Hero is going to average 25 points per game. And my hot take, he makes the all-star game in the Eastern Conference. All right, to Jamal Cain now. Yes, Jamal Cain. His stock is up. He has played 
phenomenal so far in the preseason. And when you just think about his three-point improvement, it's actually unbelievable to think the Heat might have done it again by improving a role player's three-point shooting. I mean, look at his two preseason games. He got in in the final, like, two minutes against the Hornets, so I don't really count that game. But the two full games he's played against the Spurs and Grizzlies last Friday and this Sunday, he's looked phenomenal. He had 24 points, 10 rebounds on 9 of 14 shooting, 6 of 8 from beyond the arc against Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. And then against the Grizzlies last night, 14 points, 7 rebounds on 6 of 9 shooting in 1 of 2 from beyond the arc. Jamal Cain, the former Marquette Golden Eagle and Oakland basketball player, has just looked really good in this season, and he's on a two-way contract for the Miami Heat. And I think this is going to get upgraded. I got to be honest. I think he is earning himself a roster spot on this Heat team. They have three two-ways. They have a couple active spots available. I think Jamal Cain, out of Drew Smith and RJ Hampton and himself, has earned the final roster spot more than anyone else. And the three-point improvement is absolutely wild. You saw it. He shot six of eight against the Spurs and then one of two last night. The guy could not miss from beyond the arc right now. He is shooting so, so good and if he's able to improve that three-point shooting, then he'll be able to get on the floor next to Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Because last year when he played in limited roles and in the pre or training camp and summer league, he was not that crisp from beyond the arc. But now he's showing that he can absolutely hit those threes. And if he does that consistently, he will earn minutes. I mentioned prize picks a bit ago, and they are sponsoring today's Heat Report. And you have to head over to prize picks. They are the best daily fantasy sports app on the planet and are available to play in 31 states. I've had so much fun, um, and you don't have to battle other players like professionals and sharks. You just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch the winnings roll in if you have a sharp eye like mine. This upcoming season, I'm doing a little futures, a little action here on Prize Picks. Three selection power play. I'm taking more than 26 points per game for Anthony Edwards, more than 21.8 points per game for Paolo Bancaro, and then more than 9.3 rebounds for our guy Bam Adebayo. Another positive prize picks, they allow easy withdrawals and have great gameplay with an enormous selection of players and stat types, which make playing DFS so much fun. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for first deposit match up to $100. One more time for the people in the back, prizepicks.com slash CLNS, code CLNS for first deposit match up to $100. Shout out prize not shout out Duncan Robinson, and he is my first stock down player in this preseason because he has really struggled with his shot, and it's a bit concerning if you ask me. When you look at what Duncan Robinson has done over the first three preseason games, he's averaging only 9.3 points per game. I mean, that's not too crazy for him, but he was also the main guy for the Heat last Friday against the Spurs, so you expected him to have a big game. He's shooting 37.5% from the field, though. And the most concerning part of it all, 26.3% from beyond the arc on 6.3 attempts. That is unacceptable. And for someone who is known as being an elite marksman, like, what does he bring to your team if he's not shooting the basketball? Seriously, he can't defend. 
Like, he's horrible on defense. He's a hack. He fouls everyone because he can't stay in front of them with it moving his feet. So if he's not providing you elite shooting on the offensive end, why are you paying him? I mean, the Heat gave him a massive contract after his 2019 season where he went crazy. But ever since then, he's fallen off the face of the earth. He's robbing the Heat like Chandler Parsons did the Memphis Grizzlies. Duncan Robinson has been very disappointing, and I really want him to bounce back. I thought he was going to have a good season after he played well in the postseason against the Nuggets and Celtics last year. But Duncan has not performed early in this preseason. It's a bit concerning, if you ask me. But I need you guys to make the call. Are you calling in like Adam Silver rigging the finals against the Miami Heat? Let me know what you guys think. Should Duncan Robinson be traded? Type Y for yes, type N for no. You'll probably have to attach a first-round pick to move off him in that contract, but maybe you can move him and get a decent return, a little bit of an asset to help this team win. From down to up, Haywood Highsmith continues to show his ability to make an impact on this Heat roster. He has been one of the better players for the Miami Heat in this preseason, and when you look at what he's been able to do over the three games, he's practically started every game in place of Jimmy Butler because he has been out with a dental procedure, quote-unquote, for the first three preseason games. If you can't hear, that's Jimmy Butler to a T. I'm laughing. But Haywood Highsmith has averaged 7.3 points per game, 1.3 rebounds, but here's the thing. He has improved his three-point shooting so much, almost like uh, I would say Jamal Cain has, right? Like, he has looked so dang good and so comfortable beyond the arc. 54.5% from three? Are you kidding me, Haywood? You're going to earn a roster spot if you do that. You're going to earn rotation minutes alongside two steals a night. And I got to be honest, you guys know Nikola Jovic is my sweet prince, the person I thought was going to take the biggest leap from the young guys last season and help this Heat roster the most because he can do so much on a basketball court. But with him being injured and Haywood Highsmith looking the way he does, I think Highsmith has passed Jovic on the rotation. And that's not good for Jovic. I know he's battling an injury and he could come back and make a difference. But Highsmith has looked so good, what do you want me to say? And he reminds me so much of P.J. Tucker. I, they kind of have the same build. Like 6'6", stocky, strong, great defensive Minds who can move their feet, get in the passing lanes, force steals, guard people above their um, height. Like Heisman's 6'6", but he can absolutely guard guys that are 6'10", 6'11", by using his weight. And the way he moves baseline to baseline, his shot from the corner, his shot from the top of the key reminds me so much of P.J. Tucker. And if he's able to play a lesser role in that P.J. Tucker vibe, because remember what P.J. was able to do in 2021 for the Heat? If Haywood could do that off the bench in 12 to 15 minutes, I really like what Highsmith can bring to the Heat this upcoming season. The final stock down member of the preseason so far, the Heat, isn't one player, it's actually two. And it's the Heat point guard depth, because this is my biggest concern so far. And I told you guys all offseason long, if the Heat traded for Dame or didn't trade for Dame, they still needed to add a backup point guard because they don't currently have one. I was optimistic that RJ Hampton was going to be able to perform in this preseason and maybe get elevated from that two-way contract into an active roster spot. Well, guess what the problem is, though? 
RJ didn't play in game one, basically. And then before game two, where he was going to be able to shine against the Spurs as a starter, he tweaked his hamstring and has now missed the last two preseason games. So you're not going to count on RJ Hampton to be a backup point guard for you when the regular season rolls around. And you're certainly not going to do that for Drew Smith because that dude is horrific. He can't do anything other than defend on the court. And I'm not trying to have my backup point guard be horrific on the offensive end. You guys know how my thoughts on Drew Smith. I do not want him on this Heat roster. He's on a two-way contract right now, and that's the only thing I want him to be this year, is a two-way player that plays on the Heat if the Heat have like 17 injuries. I don't want to see Drew Smith. So the point guard depth is really, really bad. Hampton and Drew Smith do not look like NBA caliber point guards. At least RJ can't because he has been hurt. So who's the backup point guard for the Heat to Kyle Lowry? No one. They are going to have to do it by a committee, whether it be Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Josh Richardson. The point guard depth is the most concerning thing on this roster. I think they needed to address it earlier in the offseason, and they failed to. So now they're going to have to live with that decision by playing guys out of position or relying on a community rather than one backup point guard. I mean, campaign was right there for about two weeks. They should have signed them regardless of waiting for Damian Lillard or not, it should have been campaign backing up Kyle Lowry this upcoming season. Before we head out of here, I have to give one little bonus stock up, and that is to Justin Champagny. He has played so well over the last two preseason games, not really doing anything outside of the fourth quarter, but he's come in, he's played good defense, he's finished at the rim, and he's been able to facilitate a little bit. If Jamal Cain gets elevated from a two-way contract, to a active roster spot, I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Champagne was that third two-way player for the Heat this season. I was optimistic it was going to be Drew Peterson, the undrafted rookie from USC, but he was waived on Saturday alongside Alondis Williams. So Justin Champagne is now the leader in the clubhouse for me to get that final two-way spot. I think it's going to be him or Cole Swider, but I just wouldn't mind signing Cole Swider the active roster alongside Jamal Cain because he can shoot the pill, and I think that is something that we will always take on your Miami Heat roster. Like I said at the top of the show, make sure you are subscribed. Thanks for tuning in throughout the entire video. Turn on those notifications, because if you have those notifications on, you'll know when we go live for those two watch party games, whether it be 30 minutes before the game, 15 minutes before the game. We're going to try to go live as much as possible for the Heat this upcoming season. So if you want to be up in here at the Heat Report for live watch parties, hit that sub button, turn on those notifications, and let's head out of here. Go Heat.